When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Oh What A Time, the history podcast that tries to figure out if the past was absolutely rubbish. I'm Chris Skull and welcome to a bonus preview episode. As we mentioned on the show earlier this week, we have launched a subscription, the Oh What A Time full-timer package. With that, you get ad-free listening, extended versions of every episode, episodes a week early, exclusive pre-sale access to live show tickets, and you get a bonus episode every month. And for November, we have done a bonus episode on Heroes. And what you're about to hear now is about 15 minutes or so of a one-hour, 10-minute episode on Heroes. So here comes a little preview. If you want to get this episode in full, plus the extended episodes, episodes a week early, ad-free free listening and pre-sale access to live show tickets then all you need to do is go to owatertime.com and see a range of options you can sign up via anotherslice.com forward slash owatertime or on your apple podcast app or via spotify subscriptions but if you want all the options go to owatertime.com all right here comes a little preview of november's bonus episode on heroes This week, uh, I will be discussing heroes in ancient Greece. I will be talking about the creation of the modern sporting icon. And I will be talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Brilliant. Which I absolutely loved and I was obsessed with. So it's a pleasure to bring this uh, to your ears. Now, 3rd of January 1990. It's 4.35pm in the afternoon. You flick on BBC One. You hear for the first time on British terrestrial television the theme tune, unforgettable theme tune, to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Yep, I was also a big fan. Turtle power! I wrapped that in front of my school with a clown in primary school. <laughs> Why the clown? Oh, Tom. A clown came in <clears throat> to do an end of school assembly, just to be a clown for about half an hour, and part of his... And he said, <laughs> I need a child to be bullied for the next ten years of their lives. So one of you needs to get up and do something that you will profoundly regret. <laughs> you, you boy, Tom Craig. You, you, Tom Craig, you're already in a choir, so your life is already difficult bullying-wise. How about we double down on that? The clown! No, he, well, part of it was he was going to wrap a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, who wants to do it with me, in my hand. Oh. And I went, and I... A mutant, was it Turtles in a Half Shell? That's uh, it, I Heroes in a Half Shell. Um, Heroes, oh, they are. So, interesting title. Having been a huge Turtle fan, 
I, I never really spotted this inconsistency, but now it's been brought to my attention, of course. So the TV show was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, but the comic book, which in 1990 was already six years old, the turtles weren't hero turtles, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, of course, yeah. So which was first? Sorry, which was first? The first was... Ninja Turtles was the original. Ah, And then for, for, I, for, TV, for the TV consumer, it became Hero Turtles. From what I remember... And I was, I'm the same age as you, or roughly the same age as you, Chris, so I was also a massive Turtles fan. Yeah. Because it was aimed at kids, wasn't the word ninja regarded as slightly sort of unsuitable for, for children? Exactly that. Because it was too, because of the violent um, connotations. You've redeemed yourself after the Sweden affair. Well, yeah. I remember going to see the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle film and coming outside, and all the kids were fighting. I remember this when I was about eight. With nunchucks. It was just, it was mayhem. Yeah, ninja stars. Do you remember that computer game, do you remember that computer game Streets of Rage? Yes. It was like yeah, that. yeah, it was yeah. Just all the roundhouse kicks. Just absolute mayhem. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. brother trying to control it. We couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one kid, he was painting because he was really inspired by Leonardo and Michelangelo, but the rest were just fighting. <laughs> they all love pizza. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so the live-action film, when it, deb- it appeared in Hollywood later in 1990, it went back to the original name of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But yes, on children's BBC, it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. And the reason, as Ellis has touched on, was a concern at the time, which was massive in the early 90s, that by showing any kind of cartoon violence to children, you were going to affect a whole generation. And there was a real concern among parents about martial arts, offensive weapons, yeah, yeah. all of which were seen as bringing undue violent influence influences into the minds of young children being inspired by the great artists of the renaissance (laughs) (laughs) do you think that was a bit of an olive leaf to kind of education (laughs) yeah yes they're gonna batter each other with nunchucks and swords but they are named after the italian masters but did you were you similar you you most because i loved them so much i was so into it i really got into sort of spinning kicks and pretending i was doing all that sort of stuff and nunchucks and using sticks like swords i like i was the way that i played was massively influenced by them yes that was definitely true i completely bought into it as a lifestyle (laughs) and and the first time i saw it it instantly became my favorite tv show and i've talked about the way we used to eat on this podcast before it was around the time my family started eating pizza and i think that might have been inspired by the turtles When I tell my daughter how we used to eat, she thinks I'm lying. <laughs> but it, and it's not as bad as my grandmother, who did only eat about three things in 90 years. Yeah. But yeah, we, we started to eat pizza in around 1990, <laughs> and I would talk about the turtles as I was doing it, because I was like, this is just what Donatello does. I, on some level, I, I resented the fact I didn't live in a sewer. Such <laughs> was my, my complete love. I remember one Christmas I asked for some radioactive ooze. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> and I wasn't best friends with a rat. <laughs> Just what, it's not the life I want. Anyway. Who remembers the backstory? I was going to deliver the backstory of the turtles, but does anyone want to have a go at it? Oh, what was the backstory? Uh, four normal turtles, yes. presumably some radioactive stuff poured down yeah. a sewer. Flushed down the loo at a point. Four baby turtles discarded into a sewer are exposed to radioactive ooze, which transforms them into humanoids. But we touched on there the other big character, the, the master splinter. 
Splinter. Do you remember the backstory of Splinter? Yeah. Um, Do you remember in the film? He was, this is great. I'll, I'll give it to you. He was the he was the pet rat of a master ninja who was murdered. <laughs> That's such a good storyline. <laughs> yeah, that is good, such isn't it? a good idea. The pet rat of a master ninja. Tom, you're a writer. Could you ever come up with something that good? That is so good. That's so much better than anything I've ever written. <laughs> the pet rat of a master ninja who was murdered. I'm sure in the film... You see the splinters in the cage watching the master, and he's learning all the moves as, he, as he's a rat. His master gets murdered. Splinter then escapes to the sewer, and there in the sewer, he's ex- exposed to the same radioactive ooze and transforms also, which in turn then tre- trains the, the, the baby turtles in the Brilliant. martial arts. Brilliant. A little bit convoluted, isn't it? To be fair. But do you know what? Because I was 10, I completely bought into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel believable. It made me think, um, in British TV, we had a, a few uh, brilliant TV cartoons knocking about around this time. Danger Mouse, Count Duckula, yeah. Yeah, Banana yeah. Man, and Super Ted. Welsh. Super Ted was Welsh. Got to say that. Was he Welsh? Legally obliged. Super Ted was initially a Welsh language cartoon. Wow. And it was then sold worldwide and it made s4c an absolute fortune yeah yeah it was it was um i can't remember who wrote it but uh spotty man in super Ted was smot in in welsh <laughs> yeah smot in we and should explain he- for overseas listeners what banana man was as well because that was that, i think that was that was just here banana man was a guy who would eat a banana <laughs> and suddenly become unbelievably strong which i think was Clearly some kind of message about healthy eating in children. I think similar probably to Popeye and Spinach. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It was the same. It was Seth, let's be honest. What was, um, what was Banana Man's... What was his name? Banana Man. Oh. No, before he became Banana Man. Hang on, give me, give me one second, Banana <laughs> Right, here this we is go. taking a while because Ellis is trying to work out how many A N A N A N he doing banana. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. He's doing too many. Oh no, that's that's seven. That's too many. Oh, banana. there we go. Eric, 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 yes. Eric, Wimp. Eric Wimp, an ordinary schoolboy living at Twenty Nine Acacia Road, Nutty Town. Later changed that to Dundee catches. Town, then Beano Town. <laughs> British television in the 1890s. A guy called Eric who ate a banana and became strong. That is that's, well, that's what no, our that's what our not television only did he was. became strong. It gave him the ability to fly. <laughs> he had superhuman strength, often quoted as twenty men, twenty big men. Yeah, and um, yeah, and he was invulnerable. Well, do you remember Super? I wanted to ask you about Super Ted. Do you remember the backstory of Super Ted? No. I was researching these, these British cartoons, and the Super Ted backstory is so complicated. I want to give you a bit of it, because I do not remember it being this complicated. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and threw him away like a piece of rubbish into an old dark storeroom. Then, from outer space, a spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. He took him to a magic cloud where Mother Nature gave him special powers. That bear became Super Ted. It's cosmic dust, Mother Nature... There's, a, there's about five steps involved before Super Ted gets his magic powers. Cosmic dust. Uh, and, and all the other cartoons we were watching in the 90s are also pretty out there. Do you remember He-Man? Yeah, Matt, I mean, that's my first 
great televisual memories, He-Man. I was utterly obsessed with He-Man. Do you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, I would, you know, remember when He-Man would transform, he'd stick his sword in the air and it would go a bit psychedelic? I'd have yeah. to hide behind the sofa at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny, though, is um, thinking back, it's, it's so gendered, these yes. cartoons. And uh, the, the, especially the male characters are so muscly. <laughs> Yeah, like yes. odd, oddly muscly. Well, like, a great example of that: Thundercats, Lion-O, yeah, Tiger, yeah, and big into that. Yeah. So the, yeah. the popular, I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was so popular. The toys were huge. I remember asking for birthdays wanting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figurines, but they would so they were sold out everywhere. Yeah, and in a pre-internet yeah, yeah. age. Yeah. Mums would be phoning each other in Essex, going, "There's some, there's some just dropped off at this toy store here," and mums would yes. just send on them. Yeah, we had to go to Swansea, which was miles away to the. To, to, I think it must have been a Toys R Us, and yeah, it was it was a real ball ache. Rocksteady and um, Bebop. Bebop. Yeah, and the baddie Shredder. Do you remember the brain? Yeah, remember his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yep, Crang. Um, so they linked Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Interestingly, it was put out there to link American, Japanese, and European cultures together. The turtles were named after Italian Renaissance masters. They practiced the Japanese martial arts, and they were obsessed with American culture and lived quasi-Italian American lives, being obsessed with pizza, living in New York, Brooklyn. Uh, and they had been also... It, from Brooklyn. Well, I can't remember, actually. I think I've just, I've just gone freestyle. The Beastie Boys. <laughs> it was just New York, wasn't it? What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't think if I, if I was going to live in a sewer, it wouldn't be in a city where the sewers <laughs> no. are going to be the most. They're going to be full of just fat bergs. Yeah, and, uh, a really posh used... town. I'd live in a sewer <laughs> yeah. like in the Cotswolds. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> quite nice down there. <laughs> Some quite pleasant sort of sourdough would wash down every day. <laughs> <laughs> what what use is your your or your ninja abilities? What crimes are you going to be fighting? Like sheep rustling. Yeah. You don't need ninja. You don't need nunchucks <laughs> and, a, and a ninja background to solve that crime. Hey guys, everyone, that bloke over there, he he walked out of the co-op with some uh, Persil and then realised and then went back and paid for it. But there was about ninety <laughs> seconds where he was definitely a thief. Hey Splinter, there's a sixty-year-old man who's been scrumping. <laughs> let's kick let's kick seven bells out of him. <laughs> There was a bit. There's a big karate craze in the eighties as well. Do you remember Karate yep. Kid? 84, 1984. Yep. Its sequels, eighty six and eighty nine. But the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles pushed the public appetite for heroic martial arts to a whole new level. Nineteen ninety was the year of Turtle Mania. It took fifty million dollars in the first two weeks of the film, beating its only serious rival, Pretty Woman, starring Julia wow. Roberts. Wow! In the shop, she could buy buy anything with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it. Uh, action figures, trainers, roller skates, towels, bedding, clothes, lunchboxes, carpets, cycle helmets, stationery, computer games, ice lollies, cakes. We had the cycle helmet. The you, teenage mutant really? turtle cycle helmet. Yeah. Please oh. tell me it looked like a shell because if it didn't, that's a <laughs> chance missed from the uh, marketing team. I can't remember. I just remember feeling very safe on the bike. <laughs> Yeah, I had the lunchbox. That was my yeah. Favorite. The lunchbox. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Fa- famous fans of the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles allegedly included Prince William and Prince Harry, who were both massive fans. 
But of course, there was a public backlash. Parents were horrified in some areas of the country. Um, the West Yorkshire Fire Brigade offered a warning to children not to imitate the actions shown on the cartoon. And the British Board of Film Classification intervened and censored certain scenes so that offensive weapons were cut out of the live-action movie. And the BBC oh, really? did the same to the cartoon. Well, stuff like Ninja Stars. Yes. Oh, yeah. They were huge back in the day. Also, as a 10-year-old, but a 10-year-old who watched the news, because we used to have our tea in front of the news, I was aware that there was a moral panic surrounding a thing I really, really liked that was aimed specifically at me and people of my age. Interesting. And I loved it because it just made me feel naughty and edgy. Uh, edgy. Yeah. And that's that's something I think that people forget, is the moral panic aspect of it made it really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, because because yeah. you always you're the, you had the almost indestructible get out of jail card by saying it's on at four fifty five p.m. It's aimed at children, so it can't, <laughs> it can't be that bad. It's not on after the watershed. Do you know what? I remember yeah. being a kid and thinking I don't understand why everyone's up in arms about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's, it's a cartoon. Like I I never wanted never never made me want to get a ninja star and throw it into someone's eye. But fast forward like a couple of years and you've got Mortal Kombat the video game where you can literally chop people's heads off. And I remember yeah, playing yeah. that thinking. Where's the moral panic about this? This is great. Yeah. Why have I been allowed yeah. to play this? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 as well. I'm throwing fire at this guy. Me <laughs> <laughs> and my friend Martin are throwing fire at each other. <laughs> And there you go, there's a little preview of our Heroes episode. If you want to get that full episode, you can become an Oh What A Time full-timer and get a range of benefits, extended versions of every episode, a fourth part in every single episode we do from here on out, plus episodes a week early, bonus episodes every month, exclusive pre-sale, access to live show tickets, ad-free listening, all that good stuff. You can become an Oh What A Time full-timer by going to ohwhatatime.com to see your options, which are signing up via anotherslice.com forward slash ohwhatatime on your Apple Podcast app or via Spotify subscriptions. But once again, just go to owatertime.com for all your options. We see you next Monday. Bye.